1: Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Denver, Colorado. Off day today. Back at her tomorrow. By the way, tonight and maybe Brendan Escott can verify this for. Us. Are we carrying? Uh, I know traditionally in the past six thirty. Chad has carried both the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference finals. Are we carrying game one tonight of the uh, ECF, Brendan? No, I do not believe so. Okay, there we go. Uh, I've got a humorous text to read before we go to John Shannon. We will tell you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of 15 Edmonton area locations, go online at royalpizza.com or download the Royal Pizza app in the App Store. Mediterranean chicken, you can never go wrong. The Texan, the meat lovers are all awesome at Royal Pizza where everything is real. None of that synthetic crap on their pizza. It's old school, big boy pizza. 15 locations in Edmonton, four in Calgary. This text, we just had George LaRock on the show. Bob, George truly is an icon. I like how you describe him as the former heavyweight champ of the NHL. He is also the ultimate fan. How fun would it be to have him at your house watching a game? well george is a fun guy and i can illustrate this um, when he was still playing in the national hockey league he used to work out at body by bennett and um i used to see him on the monday wednesday friday club at 9 a.m um there was a couple other individuals there that are tied to this current nhl team as well anyhow he told me that he was going to have a house party and uh he wanted me to come and he goes, I need to help uh, meet me before your show because at that time I was in the afternoon on the all sports station on 1260. And he goes, so I, I, I met him at like 1145 on a Friday. And we went to the liquor store and we bought, I kid you not, about 1500 bucks worth of booze. And uh, he looks at me, he goes, I'm not drinking any of this stuff but we gotta make sure people are looked after. And he made everybody in the building uh, that came to his house that night singing karaoke. It was it was something, and we had a lot of fun. And people were pounding shots, and everybody had to take a cab out of there. George's, uh, it, it was a fun time to say the least. I can actually say it's the only time I've ever done something uh, with an active NHL player like that before. But that, he wasn't; he was no longer an Edmonton Oilers. But that is George. He's a bigger than life personality to say the least. Uh, we're going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. We welcome back to the show our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need. Get it with no payment, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hello, John. How are you doing? I'm great, Bob. You? Good. So if George LaRock invited you to his house to sing karaoke, which song would you belt out?
1: Uh, which song would I belt out at George LaRock's house. Um, it would probably have to be a little bit uh, country and western, or at least uh, you know what a little bit of Nashville music, I think, right now. I think that's uh, that's at the top of the playlist, so uh, I'm not even sure of a title, but you know what, the Brothers Osborne, I love the Brothers Osborne right now, so I'd try to find something in karaoke that I could sing with the Brothers Osborne. So.
0: Elton John, Candle in the Wind, Princess Diana version.
1: That's what you would think?
0: Won it. Really? Oh, only because James Stewart wasn't there, because he would have won it for sure that time. But, uh, yeah, that's what we went with. It was one of those moments where everybody was chirping the broadcaster and shut up after about three notes. The only time ever in my life I was on pitch singing.
1: Here's the deal. Everybody's always chirping the broadcasters these days. This, obviously, that party was before social media.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I went to Brow. I, I went to Robin Browley's house one time, and we did uh, karaoke and, and uh, tried to do some Aerosmith, and it didn't quite go as well. Uh, but that's uh, you know different vocal range, right? Like I have a deeper, more resonant tone, so that's a I, tough I, voice. I,
1: yeah, you were, actually, I might have I might have done a little Motown, uh, Bob. You could be with me on the Four Tops, you know. Yeah. Maybe a little Bird of Debt,
0: you know. Uh oh, what's what's that song from the early '80s? Sheriff. Uh, it's got the longest the longest note that gets carried by Freddie Kersey. That's okay. a song I can't sing. <laughs> the, the guy looked like Wayne Gretzky in 1981-82 when you see the oh. video. But he had an amazing voice. Uh, when I'm With You by Sheriff, like an amazing voice. <clears throat> Tough voice to mimic. Like even Simon Cowell would go, no chance you're pulling that one off, baby. All right, well, we're singing a, a different tune today. How would you like that, John? Not bad. Uh, so, So, Georgia, Georgia obviously fired up the fan base and could, and and I'll, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, look, you have as good a league contacts as there is with anybody. Direct pipeline right into, literally right into the, uh, the hot box. We've had two calls here in the span of the last two Oilers games, one that went Edmonton's way, one that didn't. Uh, the hockey gods giveth and the hockey gods taketh away. On first blush, John, I'm gonna be completely upfront with you. I was shocked that they called the goal back on uh, the Blake Coleman play against Calgary. To yeah. me, in the spirit of the game, that's a goal, okay? Yeah. I don't think Edmonton would have necessarily lost that game had that goal counted for Calgary, not with the way that was game game was going. And I preface this by saying last night, I was shocked that that was an offside. I still don't necessarily agree with the explanation. That said, there's no guarantee that it, it's, I mean, it, it played a factor because of the ensuing power play goal as well. But I do think Colorado outplayed Edmonton and could have easily won the game regardless. I'd like to get your thoughts on both sequences yeah, and whether or not the NHL maybe needs to clarify some of the interpretations, or is it just going to get more confusing if they attempt to clarify? Give it to me. The floor is yours.
1: I I do think that if they try to clarify, uh, all it will do is open a Pandora's box. Uh, I I really do. Um, Here's... Here's my take on both, and I, I think that in many ways uh, this theory applies. They are trying to be perfect. They are trying to use every bit of minutia to be as accurate as possible, to be as close to 100% as possible. And the minutia helped the Oilers on Game 5, and the minutia hurt the Oilers in Game 1. Um, and, and so the as as complicated and as intrinsic as the play with Coleman was, similar with Macar. And the offside, and I think that if you live with the, the the complication of the one, you have to live with the complication of the other. I, I was shocked at both two, although okay, I did good. think I, I did good. think that Coleman did do a kicking motion and knew that and know the rule well enough that you don't have to lift your skate off the ice to have a kicking motion. Um, the the question becomes: Does Makar have possession of the puck, even though it's not on his stick? That's the question. And there's a a massive interpretation within the league, the difference between possession and control. And obviously the people, the powers that be in the situation room, viewed in that time frame of where he doesn't have his stick on the puck uh, uh, over the blue line, and the Colorado forward gets out of the zone, and he's not touching the puck, Therefore, that it's not a full possession situation, and that's once it was explained to me, I may not agree with it. I may not agree with it, but once it was explained to me, it was logical. So you have to live with it. By the way, by the way, last night post game, I I thought Jay buried the lead uh, in many ways at his press conference when he talked about you know that play didn't didn't lose them the game. But then he said the then the then there was the ensuing power play goal. I mean, I, I would have been all over the ensuing power play goal. That 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 to me is was the, the the bigger issue was the fact that you lose the challenge and then that darn power play goal comes back and bites you. Um, and that to me was as a, a huge momentum swing at that point in the game that you've
0: seen. Well, the Oilers have two video guys down here. Uh, and Jeremy Capel's is one of the best. They also have a former video coach that's now their head coach. Yeah. Um, and I would expect nothing less of Jay in that situation because Jay is a first time coach. And I think if you're a more established coach, you might get a little bit more latitude. And, and what, and I, and I've seen it already with Jay. There's been times where to me, there is there's nothing I hate more than when somebody with their fingers, sort of, in, uh, hey, come here, come here, with their fingers, like that is such an old white guy thing to do. And there's a couple. There, there's a coach that I saw deploy it in one of the three rounds and got the refs' attention. And j- meanwhile, Jay was having to wait till the start of the next periods in some certain situations. And uh, it's just a pet peeve of mine. It's always, I, I, yeah. I said this to a former athletic director at the U of A. Don't do that don't do that with people like come here like you know you're like you're my old grandfather and i'm the little grandkid like don't do and my mom said the word don't do stuff like that and yeah (laughs) you know what i was gonna say Yeah, Uh, but jay and my point with this is jay jay's jay's building respect with the officials and he could have gone, to, I, I, like, you know, you made a point of it on Twitter and I, we, we text back and forth last night. That's what I would expect a smart young coach to do. Not show up the league in that situation, not sit there and say, well, it was a pretty, like, as a fan and even as a broadcaster, you could say I was a pretty critical call in the course of the game. All the while saying Colorado was better in the game. Yeah. But Jade. What Jay did was, I thought, astute and very smart politically long term. Your thoughts?
1: Oh I, I think that the, what we've seen, not just last night, not just during the game. I think what we've seen from from Woodcroft is the ability to spin and spin well, uh, and not be condescending, and not be critical, uh, and 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 give the benefit of the, of the doubt. You know, even. <laughs> Even in his approach to being critical of his own team, uh, he does it in such a manner that the players couldn't disagree. You know, I mean, last night it was, well, we, we came in and scored six goals in their building. That's, that should be good enough to win. Uh, all, knowing full well that the real message is, guys, we've got to keep the puck out of our net. You know, he's, he, uh, I, I think I think what you're seeing with Jay Woodcroft in so many ways at this level is years of watching great communicators, you know, in Todd, in, in his own way. Mike Babcock was a great communicator and was a great spin doctor. Um, and I think he's done it. I think Jay, is, Jay, Jay has taken the best of those guys and said, I'm going to use that. And he's seen the worst of those guys and said, I'm not going to touch that. And that's what you do when you refine and you take, get your time in the American League to do it. And I think he's done a marvelous job that way.
0: You know what? Like, Could you imagine being a young broadcaster and having the privilege to work with Molestar, do font-cord and stats, all the while calling your own game and realizing that there's ways to get better and not double-speaking when you identify a player, as an example, using a different phraseology with each puck touch, that sort of thing. It's, yep. it's the same metaphor, really. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, the one thing here, here's the other thing that Jay has done, and I think we've talked about this on this show or I've talked about it with Reed. Uh, it, as a modern day coach, he doesn't go in and bark at guys saying, you do it this way, you do it this way, you do it this way. Uh, what, what he does do is he goes in and creates options and, and makes it look like the player's idea. Uh, and and in so many not just in coaching but in so many lines of business, if you can go into an into a situation and present options and create an environment where the person you're dealing with feels that he's empowered to make the decision that's brilliant that's that's modern day coaching uh, and again as I said that's coaching in business that's coaching in sports that's coaching in life. You know, I, I, unfortunately, I didn't learn that until I was about 54 years old. You know, I, I think I have learned it now, but I, had, I didn't know it for the longest time, and it took a couple of situations for me to realize it. This guy, who's, you know, 15, 16 years younger than me, has got it and understands it, and I think he's ahead of the curve for it.
0: Well, uh, we had Kurt Levins from the Cult of Hockey, who, as you know, um Basically, coaches' talent for Jim Patterson yep. on the broadcast side. He wrote a piece talking about the fact that, uh, you know, the orders should be really happy. And you have to envision that Daryl Cates would be really happy as owner of the team that they've not only drafted and developed their own player, but they've developed their own coach here with real upside so that's exciting that was an interesting yep. point that he made uh john shannon is right on the minutiae aspect and the fact that they're occupied with it the nfl did the same thing with legal catches and it nearly ruined the game interesting point and they who have that, simplified who, who dale out of fort mcmurray
1: tell you what the guy in fort max pretty smart because i i i'm concerned about that uh I, I you know i i have a tremendous amount of respect for those guys I know how hard they work i've sat with them and watched them night after night and i i worry i worry that we're we're getting down to such a fine line we are you hu- you losing the human aspect of 100 agree with you what ma- makes the sport great but the guy from fort Mac makes
0: a great point. Uh, and this texture says Bob uh, right from the NHL rule book and John you would have seen this uh, if during the course of the delayed offside any member of the attacking team touches the puck attempts to gain possession of a loose puck forces the defending puck carrier back further into his own zone or is about to make physical contact with the defending puck carrier the linesman shall stop the play in an offside violation it did get down to the minutia all right Edmonton's got to defend better um, the series is still there for both teams right
1: Hey, Oilers lost the first game against LA, 1 and 7. Oilers lost the first game to Calgary, 1 and 5. What's the problem? Come on. That's why these are best of 7 series. Not you a know, best of 1. I, it, it took it took the Oilers 16, I think 16 or 17 minutes to get there and it's you know, I know you're a mile up there Bob, but get their sea legs.
0: <laughs> you I saw the location.
1: I I think that that's a big part of it but I I think in the end by the third period the Oilers realize that they're on the same piece of ice there's nothing intimidating about this team and they can play and go toe to toe with them in fact at times can be better I expect a much different team a resilient team in game two and the rest
0: of the series John great stuff thanks for your time Uh, we will talk on Monday before game number three Sounds good, uh, Game four. Game four. Before game uh, whatever. four. Whatever. We'll talk anyway. See you, John. Take care. Uh, it one fifty-one at this time. When we come back in Oilers now, uh, we will have this day in Oilers history. And it was a big one, and it ties into the Oilers and the New York Rangers. Closing up the Wednesday edition of Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you in Denver, Colorado. And we are going to go to list day in Oilers history for New West Travel. This October, travel on a private WestJet charter flight to Cabot Langston, Nova Scotia. Five days of golf at the number 10 golf course of the world. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. Uh, a double-ender today. A uh, significant date uh, involving a two Hall of Famers from the Oilers organization. Go for it, Brendan. Yeah, longtime GM and head coach Glenn Sather officially signing with the New York Rangers as GM, the 10th in their franchise history. Uh, Slats turned the GM rings in Edmonton over to Kevin Lowe, who had spent the previous two years in coaching roles. He then held the GM role until 0809. He was promoted to president of Hockey Ops. Now also on the state, born back in 1961, Oilers' first-round pick, he won three Stanley Cups with Edmonton, uh, spent seven seasons with the Oilers, and is generally regarded as one of the top two or three offensive defensemen in NHL history. He's the second-highest scoring defenseman in history, uh, and he has the second-highest points per game in history as a defenseman. Uh, incredible amount of charisma. Paul Coffey born in the state back in 1961. All right, Reid Wilkins has got inside sports night from 6 to 8. Reid, or what, uh, uh, Brennan, what's Reed got shaken? Kelly Rudy, former Oilers equipment manager, Barry Stafford. And the Oil Kings are preparing for that uh, WHL final, so some uh, talk about that, as well as Edmonton Riverhawks head coach Kelly Stinnett. They get their season underway today. I believe they're in Kamloops playing the North Paws. All right, uh, tomorrow... Fluid show could have a really great guest joining us in the first hour. Well, we're going to have a really great guest because Ryan Smith is going to be on tomorrow's edition of voters Now. We're just waiting uh, verification on another guest as well. That's part of the uh, television entourage out of the States. Uh, Louis DeBrusque will be on tomorrow's show for GCL Diesel. And for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, solar, Kevin Weeks from ESPN and the NHL Network. So we are going to go full three hours from Ball Arena tomorrow. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. And then the 6.30 chat Afternoons with Jalen and I uh, coming up from 3 to 6. Special thanks to all of you that participated in the Interactive Elements to our show. Have a wonderful Wednesday.